you still have to get it done at the time that it really counts, which we have not managed to do. It's the first time that you could genuinely say that there is a chance that we could be World Cup champions. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Ronan O'Gara, good morning to you. Morning, team. How are we? Flying it. How are you keeping? Good, yeah. Thank you. Back into top 14 this week. So, um, busier week than an average Six Nations week. So, um, back to reality. Game tomorrow night in Bordeaux. So, um, had a good training week and um, trained this afternoon. And um, hopefully get on the bus tomorrow. But there's a lot of... Uh, um, manifestations a lot of protests in france so hopefully we won't we'll, we'll be able to get to bordeaux by bus tomorrow that's the, that's the short-term goal right i can imagine that's uh, probably a weekly protest uh, in france exactly yeah, a weekly weekly thing to have to get around in some form or another come here what what um you, you watched the game obviously last weekend where did you watch it um i watched it at home at home in 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 france what happens when uh, Sexton stands up and he knocks it over and the record is gone? At that exact minute, what are you doing? Very little, having a cup of tea and eating chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> are you like that? A very natural process. I think yeah, it's interesting, the reactions. Of, it's a little bit like your previous conversation. Everyone's reaction is a little bit different and some people um, expect you, I suppose, to be... Um, react differently but it was always going to happen once Danny continued playing you know so if you can't get your head around that uh, you have an issue you know so um, that was great there was some good shots of Laurel and the kids in the, in, in the crowd are, uh, she's a lovely girl and um, she's been with Johnny through it all I understand the sacrifices that Jess has put into my career for Laurel would be very much the same because it wasn't all smooth sailing for Johnny you know I think you've got to remember that and how we started and uh, it's a great story for resilience. Uh, but coming back to your question, I was on the coach um, uh, watching it, and um, you know, I mean, I think there's been a big emphasis, obviously, on individual records. But as Johnny rightly said, it was about winning a Grand Slam. He was captain of that team, and uh, I think with a little bit of hindsight, they they won it with a few gear, uh, gears uh, to spare, and that's a sign of a great team, you know, that they find a way to win and. Um, it highlights, I suppose, um, the efficiency and the craft of, of, of uh, Andy Farrell. He's created a, a genuinely uh, impressive environment. It um, the, the last two weeks, because we've chatted obviously a fair bit about Sexton getting the record and surpassing you in it, like it's been an amazing two weeks, I think. It's been funny sort of watching different people's reaction. I saw Shane Horgan uh, during the week saying that you'd be spitting about it, but like it's been an amazing two weeks to remind people that you scored a stupid amount of points in the Six Nations. What sort of um, feelings has it brought up for you over the last couple of weeks? Has it been like a time for reflection or yeah, how have you felt about the whole thing? Uh, I haven't really. Um, I, I struggle with a, a lot of people's mentalities about looking back. You know, that's what I did as a player. I'm ten years coaching now. You know, so it seems like a different lifetime, mm-hmm. and that's not an easy answer. You know, I'm. I didn't hear Shane Horgan's comments. That, that you know, I mean, maybe. Um, he, 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 by the way, I, I don't want to misrepresent him. It could have been. I didn't. I read them and I didn't see them, and it could have been that he they were in jest as well. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Shaggy's a good guy. There's no doubt about that. You know, I played with him, and he would have played with Johnny as well. So he'd have uh, be a, be a good judge in both characters. That's that that's for sure. When when I was playing, uh, that was my effort. That was it posted. You know, um, and and that's something you can't change. I was, I am to this day extremely proud of that. There's no getting away from that. There's two Irish people at the minute that are top of the Six Nations points. Uh, whenever that became such a big story, I'm not too sure. It wasn't a big story in my day. I had no idea what I finished with. There was never any talk about it. Uh, nowadays, there's obviously we're in the social media age where everything is is uh, relevant of a great story. Yet, I mean, the bigger story here is that uh, another competitor is coming along or a 30-year-old uh, Owen Farrell is waiting in the wings to just mm. come along and set a, an even better record. That's how sport works. That's the rootlessness of it. And that's why I think when you're that competitor, you enjoy it. For me, uh, I mean, I posted my whatever, my figures are uh, as a player, wonderful memories as a player, but I made a kind of a conviction to myself that Stop talking about yourself as a player, what you did in the past. It's now, uh, for example, Johnny Sexton's time, Gary Ringo's time, Caelan Darcy's time, Dan Sheehan's time, all these players um, that need to enjoy what we got in a green jersey or a red jersey. And um, now I'm coaching and now you're trying to get the best out of people because you understand, I think, um, what good coaches can give to, to important groups. Does it make you nostalgic for the for the celebrations, Ronan? Because even thinking back to '09, because I don't know if you've seen the clip of Gary Ringrose's house. I think he, he wasn't quite keen on the fourth day of drinking, and the lads all uh, one by one come out of a minibus and uh, pile into his parents' house. Uh, a lot of them, let's say the full squad. Peter O'Mahony was there as well. Um, I don't know what time of the day or night it was, but it was certainly during the day. But like it, it was clearly you were just thinking that let the lads at it. They're celebrating. They're enjoying themselves. But did did it make you think of the the celebrations back in '09? Yeah, exactly, and that's uh, you know what I mean. That's probably so important to people in, in are that they do celebrate it and they do enjoy the time because some people are very quick to move on. If it, if it's worthwhile, you shouldn't be able to move on that quickly. You know, I can remember. Um, I mean, the first two days are probably everyone's in a rush to to enjoy the celebrations. Day three and four is when you can sit down and relax and probably get into the finer detail of of what happened in the game with your teammates and how much it means to you and how much you care for them. And, and I think that's still very important nowadays because it's it's obviously very difficult to do that in public. And uh, it was very nice of the Ringrose parents to, to put on um, a, very, uh, a very good uh, venue for them, to, for their son and, and teammates to celebrate. I'd say they had no choice. I'd say the father was looking at it going, oh, Jesus, what are we going to do? I don't know. They didn't seem to be protesting too much in the clips I saw. There was some, I was saying earlier on, there was some outlet at the gate who I'd say was just going, what is happening here? The buses, the buses pulled up and all these like... Uh, yeah, but you can see from that, it's very, you know what I mean? That's why you know, people ask, oh, is it difficult to connect with Leinster and Munster players when you play for Ireland? And when there's a clip that just shows how easy it is and how important it is that they spend time and they appreciate each other's company and it's the environment Farrell has created that, I mean, it's great. I don't know. If it's the fourth day, that's Tuesday of this week, is it? I think it must have been. Could have been, yeah, or even, ooh, could have been Wednesday. Could have been Wednesday, yeah, possibly. Ash. Okay, great, because usually we're, we're very good at our, adding on arms and legs to stories, but if it was genu- genuinely the fourth day, there's still a lot of, um, a lot of men standing in good shape. Fair play. It's not easy. 
one man who took a little bit of time out on the, quite a bit on Tuesday actually he was on the Good Bad and the Rugby podcast I don't know if you saw it um, with Johnny Sexton and he was chatting about coming off the pitch he obviously came off a bit early with the groin injury and we'll see how all that plays out obviously over the next few weeks and maybe months even but uh, it struck me his words about you I don't know if you've seen it but um, really lovely words about you and how you'd come into his head as he came off the pitch and obviously the whole stadium stood up to give him a round of applause they understood the moment um, and he had at that moment in his head you in his mind thinking that he was you know you never got that um, moment in Ireland jersey which we've spoken about before I know but it, it uh, his thoughts for you at that moment I thought were really lovely Yeah he's a good guy you know I think he's misunderstood still by a lot of people, you know, but I spent two years in racing when he was uh, very, very different to who he is now. And that would have been a brilliant learning experience from him. Uh, but it's off the pitch. You you kind of, I suppose, get to get to know the guy off the pitch. He's, he's um, very interesting and very, uh, very funny, actually, but very deep person. Uh, I didn't see any of that. Uh, but yeah, Johnny and I have obviously seen everything together, you know, so it's, it's uh doesn't surprise me he's a man of uh integrity so uh but you know I mean there's I didn't get it because I didn't deserve it you know that's that's the bottom line if you if you finish like I did and perform like I did in my game against Scotland then there's uh ample evidence to say that this guy shouldn't get another goal and that's that's what happens in top flight sport I didn't get another goal you mean, could I have kicked on for another season or two after the way I played probably Munster against uh, Claremont in the semi-final? Potentially, but it just didn't enter my head. I wasn't, I suppose, trying to eke out any more other points or or individual records, anything like that. It was always what's best for the team, what's best for the team. I felt in the spur of the moment in that game against uh, Claremont in Montpellier, the semi-final, that, uh, you mean, my race has ran. I've given it everything. I've had the best time in this jersey and another jersey so get out when um when you when you feel it's time and I've always been a massive fan of trusting my instincts still to this day uh, when you're coaching and when you want when you need split to second decisions to implement um something uh there that's always my my go to trusting my instincts so that was my feeling in that day and uh, I don't think I would change anything uh, with hindsight yeah, which isn't to say that the fans wouldn't have wanted to have done for you what they did for Sexton, of course. Yeah, of course. And Irish people are brilliant fans. And I'm, you mean, people will kind of say, oh, geez, there's enough about Johnny now and poor. That isn't the way at all I feel. I feel very, very grateful. And I need to reiterate that. It was, um, you mean, whatever. They're talking about me as a legend, as a player. Johnny is a legend, as a player. Yeah, I, I, I think... I'm entitled to say that, uh, and that sounds quite arrogant potentially, but I don't mean it like that. I've uh, really, really enjoyed those days as playing, but it's so closed in my in my book. You know, my mind now is is driven to performing as a coach, and with a coach, I think you see uh, things very, very differently because when you're that player, you have to be incredibly selfish. But I think. Uh, I think when you're when you're the coach, you just got to see bigger picture and what's best for the team. 
Yeah, I uh, I can't help but feeling that it's like it's a little bit of a shame almost in some way or another that you don't because you know you do hear players at times obviously during the playing career saying I can't think about that now that'll be for when I retire but you obviously went transition transitioned so quickly into coaching and you almost feel it sounds like that that would detract a little bit from what you're doing with the day job to be luxuriating too much in that which to me feels given the career you had um, feels like a shame almost. No, not at all. The absolute thing, Adrian. I think. I realise what I've done, but for other people to probably uh, reflect upon, I'm my driver is getting the best out of myself. I think I did that. Uh, now it's to get the best out of a team. It's ten years ago. Everything goes on. Stop talking about the past. Get on with what you're doing. On funny when you say that, run on that like. Do you do you rest uncomfortably with the the legends tag? Like any anytime someone calls Roy Keane a legend in person, he you can see his face almost squirm and, and get uncomfortable. I remember interviewing a guy once called uh, Gene Cernan. He was the last man to walk on the moon. He was an astronaut in the Apollo program, and he, I remember him saying to me, "People look at me differently to how I look at myself." And that, I found that was something with legends in sport as well is, is something similar that all of us and, and rugby fans and sports fans generally will look at you much differently than than you think about yourself. Like that Legends tag, is that a tough thing for you to almost listen to? No, because I don't I don't live in Ireland, you know, and it's very warming and welcoming when you come back through Dublin Airport or you walk the streets of Dublin, you kind of, people look at you and they kind of have a double take and is that him? And then, why Raj? And you're like, whoa, I forgot <laughs> this because I don't, there's none of that in my daily life over here. You've got to understand that or it hasn't been for 10 years. So, uh, I think... Irish people are known for their warmth and then you go back in, dip in whenever it is a few times a year and, and you can feel that and that's very important too because uh, you know, Jess says to me, well, it would be worse if they thought you were a bollocks. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people, I'm sure the Leinster fans particularly at times run and definitely, <laughs> definitely felt that. Yeah, uh, yeah but, but even, even, even in the build-up to last year's Final. It was. It never crossed the 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 line of lack of respect, and I think that's yeah. very very important. You know, there was never um, there was never. Maybe I didn't hear it, but I never got the impression that there was a bad feeling. I think there was a begrudging respect for potentially what I was doing with La Rochelle, but there was never um, that malicious intent to maybe uh, have a go at me. Yeah, no, I'd say, I'd say it was always that, even including in your in your uh, in your playing days. Just one last one on Sexton. What he obviously nearing the end, and he, maybe the groin injury that he limped off with that that may keep him out now for the next little while is the clearest indicator or clearest answer to this question. But like he does seem to be like a fine wine in that he is certainly not getting any worse as he gets older. Um, obviously, we're talking about, and all indications are that he hangs up the boots after the World Cup. Is there any case for a close confidant getting on the phone to him and saying, "Listen"? You know, he he looks like he could play on. Yeah, but I suppose playing it, it all depends what he wants to play on for and what his why is. Mm. That's the starting point for me. Like once you establish what your why is, and you can make a plan together. But you know, what I mean, I, I think it'll either go one or two ways the next six months, and then he has a decision to make. If it's the uh, ending that everyone wants, then I don't think he has any decision. Why would he play on? If it isn't, then he maybe has a decision. But uh, he's in a position of strength. He's enjoying his rugby. He's a huge asset to the Irish and the Leinster team. Um, 
But um, you mean you gotta remember that it, at that level it takes its toll, and there will be a day when or a month when um, he'll have to decide whether his body can do it. Mm, yeah, and maybe they they uh, win the World Cup hopefully, and then that decision just becomes really clear. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I said. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, there's satisfaction, internal satisfaction, not external satisfaction, internal satisfaction for the rest of his life. He doesn't, he does what he wants to do on his terms and that's that's the beauty of the, of the sport we play. You must be delighted for Scott Robertson. Yeah, I am. I'm delighted because he's a great guy. He's someone that had a huge impact on me and continues to have. Just love his personality, love what he represents, love the way he sees the world, love the way he sees rugby and uh, great news because I was getting a little bit worried with uh, what I was hearing and uh, I just think um, you know I mean it's great I think once he got the chance to present his vision uh, in front of the board there was only ever going to be one winner because he can um, transform a room and I'd say he can transform a team and um, I suppose it's good for all the other international coaches that he isn't taken over before a World Cup What, what, what were you hearing that was getting you worried? I just that uh, they were liking the combination of Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown uh, working wonders with Japan, and obviously the cattle he'd be working with, with New Zealand would be better. So that was always something that was going to be a big threat. But uh, I think uh, now they back to Razor and his his team, whoever that will be, because there's a lot of good coaches and he has a lot of good connections and. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see the team he puts together. When you, when you mentioned good management combos, it was funny. I don't know if you saw, Brian O'Driscoll was on with us on, uh, on Off the Ball this week and he was, uh, he was talking about yourself and Paul O'Connell and, and your respective, I guess, coaching slash managerial styles. And, and he was uh, saying everyone will be like Roger and Paulie together. And this is down the line in terms of a future hypothetical Irish coaching ticket. Uh, nah, I don't see it. Both are very strong in their own right. Not that I necessarily know their styles or their ways, but something tells me that I'm not entirely sure this is a combination that we will see. Like, it was an interesting thought. He was essentially saying that you're, as much as everyone would love that dream ticket down the line, Ronan, that, that you're both strong enough in your own right now to, to kind of stand on your own two feet. Uh, no, no, I think... Uh it has um, nothing to do with that from my point of view. It depends on um, putting two good brands together, I think, can be very, very powerful. So uh, titles don't interest me. It's working relationships. It's working with people that you can trust. That is very important. Um, so, I mean, there's more than ample room in the Irish game or any international game for, for two, four, six people, depending on how you want to build a management team so uh, there's different ways of looking at it obviously uh, but in terms of working with Paul because he's strong and I'm strong uh, then it becomes doubly strong So you're telling us there's a chance <laughs> There's always a chance because um, you want to work with the best people you want to challenge yourself with the best people you want to get the best out of the best people you want to uh, enjoy what you're doing mm. Paul O'Connell is a is a, a, a great friend and um, and he knows a thing or two about rugby so why wouldn't you work with Paul O'Connell uh, Brilliant 
thanks many for uh, chatting to us over the last 20 minutes it was interesting stuff as always a million uh, lines we didn't get to but uh, we'll chat to you now and good luck tomorrow see you guys thank you thanks. cheers OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now